This is Youpreneur FM, the official podcast of the Youpreneur Mastermind Community, a place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now, here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 284 of Youpreneur FM. You're in the right place, my friend. If you're a personal brand entrepreneur wanting to build a business based around you, your expertise, your personality, what makes you unique, and the people that you want to serve and sell to. Today, we've got a great show. Phil Singleton is on talking all about SEO. Now, calm down. We don't get techie. No one's going to get a nosebleed here. I promise. It's a really, really, really good show. However, before we get cracking, just a quick reminder that Youpreneur FM is brought to you by the Youpreneur Mastermind community, the premier online community for entrepreneurs wanting to build a profitable, sustainable business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. Community members get exclusive access to our acceleration training library, which includes everything you'll need to know to build, market, and monetize a successful business. And couple that together with our monthly mastermind calls, discounted tickets to our live events, and access to our enthusiastic, supportive member-only forums. And you've got everything you need to succeed. If you're serious about building the business of you, as I call it, and in the most rewarding profitable way possible, then you must join us. So be sure to head over to youpreneur.com today for more info. So SEO is a subject, I think, that a lot of online entrepreneurs, they all kind of know about it, they know that it exists, and they know kind of what it means, but they don't really want to get involved with it, because the sheer thought of it is a bit of a scary situation. It's quite techy. There's a, always these changes going on all the time, and we kind of avoid it, myself included, quite frankly. There are literally a handful of rules that I follow when it comes to my own SEO, quote-unquote, guidelines for what I do online. And generally speaking, they keep me in good condition when it comes to that search engine optimization. But here's the thing. It's a landscape that is always changing. So I ask Phil to come on to the show as a bona fide expert on the subject of SEO to talk things through in very clear layman's terms about what it really is, how it's developing, and more importantly, why it's so important for us to pay attention to it as people building our online brands around us and what we want to do. And three or four really simple, great takeaways for us to be able to shape up a little bit or to start off things in the right manner. Here's myself and Phil. Enjoy the chat. So, Phil, welcome to the show, my man. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Chris. Oh, it is all our pleasure to have you with us. I'm, I've been really looking forward to this conversation because, I mean, well, obviously, number one, first and foremost, let's get it out of the way. You're an SEO geek, right? <laughs> Fair enough. Guilty as charged. <laughs> and I think that this is a topic i mean obviously i've talked about it a little bit on the show i'm by no means an expert in seo i i shy away from anything and everything you know kind of techy it's not my bag at all but um you came on my radar because you've also co-authored a book 
um, called SEO for Growth with a good friend of mine, John Janst, who obviously has been on the show before. Uh, he was the opening keynote at day two of the, the, the recent Youpreneur Summit in London. And so, you know, I'm, my ears kind of instantly pricked up knowing John the way I do and knowing that he wouldn't just team up with anyone. SEO is a topic that every online business owner, particularly personal brand business owners, good gosh, really need to understand more, I feel. Um, And I think it's one of those topics that a lot of marketers, a lot of online entrepreneurs, they kind of shy away from it because it is a little bit of the unknown and it's it's changing all the time so quickly. How how would you, I mean, to, as a complete noob, how would you explain SEO to somebody today compared to where it was a few years back? Well, I mean, a lot has really changed. And it's interesting because what attracted right. me, I think, to SEO in the beginning when I started this over that's almost 15 years ago was I'm kind of an introvert by nature. So the ability to be able to come in and work with a company and kind of do it behind the curtains or in a back room and not have to do a lot of stuff where I'm going to put myself out there, meet with people really attracted me to the business. Right. But back then it was SEO was really driven by a lot of things that were either you could do it in the back office. Right. Because it was driven by a lot of things that were either like on your website or things that you could do off of the website um, where you really didn't need a lot of client interaction and you could kind of do it and somebody could write you a check, so to speak, and you could get results. And when I'm talking about these kind of things, it's it's basically, you know, working on the site. And again, I'm going back to the old days. This is how it used to be. You could tweak and monkey with the website and, and, and you know, do things that are considered spammy or semi-spammy today. But let's face it, for the first 15 years or so of search engine optimization, right, getting visibility. When we say the search engines, everybody really these days is talking about Google, right, because they're the sure. they're the 800-pound gorilla, and that's still – it's been that way, and it's, it's as much as it is um, today as it was before. But link building, getting third-party websites to link to your website drove SEO for a long time. Still really important today, but link building has become – more about quality and relevance and getting it from high authority sites and that type of stuff. Um, But the game of trying to get a volume of backlinks pointing back to your website from anywhere that used to uh, move the needle and did for a long time Mm -hmm. now doesn't move the needle at all. In fact, you know, five or six years ago, Google saw, I think, that so many people were trying to game the system, even into the mainstream where you started to see like Fortune 500 companies get, you know, penalized and called out in the open like JCPenney and eBay, Overstock.com. All these guys were doing these shady kind of prohibited um, SEO, you know, manipulation type things. Um, They came about four or five years ago, five five or six years ago now, started to – put out, publish uh, more punitive algorithms. So right. you, I'm sure, have heard of, and many in your audience might have heard of some of the, they, you know, a lot of them had nicknames like Penguin. Oh, pa- was there a panda and all that stuff? Right, I remember right. now. Yeah. yeah, we're talking, what, five, six years ago, something like that. Those were earth-shattering you know, for the SEO industry because Panda came out and literally just wiped websites off of Google, which put people, you know, put some of these guys, affiliate marketers especially, um, out of business. And Panda really targeted a lot of spammy pages that were on the site. So having a thin static website with a lot of pages that were just designed to catch, you know, long tail, you know, specific keywords, a lot of those sites died. And they went out with many iterations of Panda until it basically became part of the uh, the core algorithm. And then a couple of years after that initial Panda algorithm that came and basically, you know, graded your site and penalized it, 
Penguin came out, and that was one. They had these zoo animals, right, to come out. Penguin came out and started to look at the way the rest of the website was pointing back to your website. So it started to attack um, backlinks, shady and scammy backlinks. So again, if you if you made it through that first panda and you were feeling pretty good, like I'm not that much, you know, I'm not a spammy person. I'm doing things the right way. A lot of the guys that were still like concentrating on on backlink building in terms of search engine optimization got hit really hard, right? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. these two these two algorithms really changed the way everybody did SEO. So a lot of the th- the offshore um, type link building services where you're getting low cost links and from shill websites pointing back, a lot of that stuff actually came, I think, back onshore and became a little bit more of a consulting base um, type of a service. But more importantly, you know, Google had talked about content being king for a long time. Well, we were all snickering. It's like, well, you know, we ha- everybody at, at some point in time before these algorithms came out, you had to push the envelope a little bit because that's what was moving the needle. So that's why you had some of these bigger companies that were trying to, you know, gain the system a little bit more because it was it was hard to not to to get results otherwise. But when they came out with these punitive algorithms, man, they really changed behavior. And luckily. And this is looking back. I think it's the best thing that's happened really to the Internet in a long time, maybe ever. Mm-hmm. Um, they put the bullseye back where it should have been on content on the website. Right. And the things that actually move the needle now, investing in your website, optimizing it, making sure that you only have pages and content on it that, that adds value to the user, participating in social media, making sure that your website's a referral source for all your best content, doing things like being active on, on um, you know, getting your your uh, Reputation management in line, getting third party, get that social proof in all sorts of third party places on social media and review sites. These are the things that if you start to lay them out on the table, it just starts to look like digital marketing, holistic digital marketing. Right. And where SEO comes into play now, which is what's I think most exciting to me and really the purpose behind the book John and I wrote was, you know, the when you start laying things out and you start looking at your website as the referral source for all your content and kind of do it with an SEO mindset to where you're thinking about keywords and you're thinking about the types of um, topics and things that are trending and work it into your website in a way that you're growing it out, but also thinking about how people are searching for things and you kind of tie that all together and do it strategically, you can move the needle. You can get sustainable search engine results that will get you, you know, leads and, uh, and great traffic on Google now. And it's positioned to, to really um, be, I think like almost update proof. Because if you're doing it the right way now and you've got your eye on the right bullseye, you don't really have to worry about, you know, these gaming, um, these gaming algorithms that they're going to come out sure. with because they're constantly looking for the next loophole. They're constantly going to come out with an update to try and, and, um, and, and sew that one up. No, I hear you loud and clear. And I mean, you know, truth be told, you know, with, with one of my big corporate companies, um, when that Panda update came out initially, we were hurt because we'd worked with an SEO company. And clearly, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I hired somebody else to do it for me. And we got hurt quite a bit in regards to our traffic. Uh, we weren't wiped off the face of Google, thank God. But it took us a while to kind of figure out that, you know what, yeah, this is it. We're going to have to sort of put in the hard work here and think with a more long game approach. Um, but I think, you know, you're right. A lot of people just, they go after those uh, those those shortcuts, uh, I guess, is the perfect term to use to sort of try and get the traffic and whatnot, uh, particularly in, in very crowded uh, niches as well, which, which you know, we are are in. Um, and so, yeah, we were, we were hurt. Now we're, we're doing just great. You know, you got to rebuild. You, you do what you got to do. Now, I'm, I'm curious to know, when you were, you know, when you were writing 
SEO for growth, um, and you call it the ultimate guide. You've got to be careful with that word, ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> you put me on the spot, man. No, no, go, go for it. Uh, well, Keep I mean, going. you know, I, I, can't, I, I can't talk. You know, a couple of months ago, we launched Rise of the Upino. We called it the definitive guide. I mean, when something's definitive, you've got, to be, you've got to stand by it. But, I mean, look, the ultimate guide for marketers, web designers, and entrepreneurs. Um, when you were writing that book, how aware – were you of the fact that you know what entrepreneurs maybe marketers and web designers web designers specifically might have a really good grasp uh for seo and what it stands for and 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 how to do it quote unquote but entrepreneurs might not how aware of that were you and what did you do to sort of try and write this book in a way um with john i think it was great that you teamed up with someone like john because obviously he brings that real world approach to sort of customer service and everything to it as well um how aware were you man that that you needed to kind of like you know keep things a little basic here a little bit it, it was a tall order and i think you know some people that do read the book if you're not really specific enough like maybe we were um, that you're going to get some people to pick it up and expect it to be like a hardcore on-page, off-page SEO book. Sure. But that's really not – the message I'm, we were trying to get out is the one that I'm still trying to get out today, which is you can get really good results if you lay everything out and make sure that you do it strategically and don't just do it in this one-dimensional sense. So the whole idea – you know, when we wrote the book, it was for a lot of different reasons. But one of the reasons was for me, selfishly, was to be like, look, this is the way. When you read this book, this is the way that I built my business over the last 12 years. So when I go out and explain it, I literally went out in the initial manuscript. Cause you gotta think when I went to, to John, how this book like came about is I was like, okay, I was part of his group. I knew I wanted to write this. I wrote it up the way I would write it. Then I kind of pitched him on this idea. Hey, could you write the forward? Or we could use this as a book to, to launch a partnership, to do some other business ideas. He was all over it and came on as a co-author. When that happened, we had to go kind of back to the drawing board a little bit, the book to make sure that it met his caliber of, you know, and of course he wanted to, you know, rewrite some things and add a chapter and that kind of stuff. So it went a little bit, but the initial script, if you will, the manuscript was really more about me trying to go out. I wish if every, if every web designer read this or especially every CEO, it could kind of get their head around the way Google looks at the business, then they would have a much better sense about, how to glue everything together. Because literally, look at the way Google grades your website. To me, it's just a smart way that they um, that they kind of tie everything together with all these things that we talked about, the social media and the content marketing. And I don't think a lot of CEOs think that way. So I wanted to really write it from a top level where a guy in a corporation could read through a sure. book, you know, it's 150 pages, and then be like, aha, I get it. You know, we've got to be thinking about these things and tying them all together versus kind of having people run in different directions mm-hmm. um, because that's really where, where the book goes. So we we did try and be um, write it to that level. But I also there's a side of me that also wanted to use it, obviously, to grow business. We do show just enough pain in there to say, look, you want to look under the hood a little bit. It does get a little bit ugly if you want to get technical. In fact, there's another book called The Art of SEO, which is highly technical. It's a thousand, you know, the last version of it's a thousand pages. I'd bring that one to every meeting. Mm-hmm. So I try to try and make, we try to try and make this last book more like a Cliff Notes version. You never once in a while get called out by an SEO person that knows more about this. This isn't about SEO. This is about marketing. But it's not. SEO today is about all these pieces because the pie isn't this two-sided pizza pie that used to be on-page right. and off-page backlinking. Those two are pretty big pieces of the pie, but there's all these other pieces now that you got to get right or you're just not going to reach the full potential, and that's really what the book's about. I love it. Brilliant. Okay, so for the second half of this call, let's assume we know 
absolutely nothing about SEO here in 2018, but we know that we're probably not doing enough to help ourselves uh, as online business owners when it comes to an SEO kind of perspective or standpoint. What are two or three things? Let's push you for three. What are three things that you believe that every online marketer right now today absolutely must be doing when it comes to the SEO of their website? Three things. Three things. To me, I, I mean, I, when I look at this stuff, and I'm going to give you three things, but i always looking at ways that I can tie things together so that I can get multiple wins off of it. And this comes, I guess, from my background working a little bit in kind of the venture capital industry where you're trying to like be an opportunist to some degree and see how many wins you can get out of stuff. So to me, the, the main thing that everybody should be working, I don't even care if you're a kid out of school or just getting started or, or you're a solopreneur or your own business. I mean, everything comes back to the website and you want it to. It has to be a digital asset. You can't be putting your best content out on third party platforms and letting it either die there or not come back to your website. Mm -hmm. So I was just having this conversation with um, Troy Dean, who's of WP Elevation. He's got a big community. I know Troy. Yeah, down in Australia. Yeah, great guy. So we were just talking yesterday about how still so many business owners or people think of a website as a digital brochure or as a sunk cost and not as an investment or a marketing platform. So number one is you have to convince yourself because this is there's nothing. We're all Internet businesses now. I didn't really care what it is what we do. We're all Internet businesses. And then really to, to succeed now and in the future, we have to look at our website as a marketing platform and not as a digital brochure. I still think a lot of people think of it like that. They put all their best content on third party sites where they should be publishing on their website. Right. Right. Publishing it out and drawing them back so that we can build audiences up and Facebook pixel them and AdWords retarget them and, and all and build those kind of things up even if we're not using them. So number one, focus on your website, look at it as a digital asset and and do you know read a little bit or get some help to just get some basic optimization on it because you got a lot and I know in your group you have a lot of advanced content marketers and a lot of people just haven't um, maybe applied some basic SEO to their website where they might be sitting on a little gold mine of uncorked SEO opportunity because they haven't looked at their page titles or haven't updated the meta descriptions that are, are now allowed to be twice as long as they were uh, a month ago in, in the search results. So right, there's right. certain things like that where you can tweak. The other thing is, is, is um, I think is really important to everybody now is to really commit to a blogging strategy. And I know you're going to yawn and think about that and like blogging. Thanks for something that people have been talking about for five years. But <laughs> it goes a little it little it goes a little bit further than that for me because what we try and do is every time that we do a blog post for ourselves or for our clients, we're thinking of blogs in terms of like a series now. Okay, mm. so ten blog posts in a row or fifteen blog posts in a row. Each one of those posts can be a standalone post that can go out. But we want to think of them in a series that we can then stitch together into an ebook that can then be used as a call to action on our website, right? Love it. Right. Great way to do that. Or, or, even, that. or even utilizing the content from the blog itself over a period of time, even into a, a, a book, like an actual real book that goes up on Amazon, whether it's traditionally or independently published, right? I mean, you know, I know many people that have written books over the last couple of years that have created, you know, out of a book of maybe 50,000 words, half of it has been sitting on their website for years. They've just brought it back exactly. out of the shadows and maybe tweaked it a little bit. And, you know, it makes it makes getting a book out so much bloody easier. You know, I mean, even in Rise of the Youpreneur, there's one chapter about becoming a guest on um, 
uh, becoming a guest on people's podcasts and what it can do to catapult your personal brand. That entire thing was actually a video <laughs> that we created for YouTube, which was then transcribed and put onto the blog as a blog post. And it was so good and it received such a huge amount of feedback that I decided to add it into the book uh, almost at the last moment, actually. I'm glad that I did because it is such a huge way to be able to grow your reach as a personal brand entrepreneur is to get on other people's podcasts. So, I mean, I didn't sit there writing that just for the book, everybody. If you guys have picked it up, don't feel cheated. It's just good content. <laughs> I, wa- I wanted to make sure that you got it. That's all. <laughs> well, you, you and, But in, in your case, that's a great example. But you had a, go- a lot of people that we we're working with, they, they don't even, they're still not committing to like a blog strategy at all. So, and it's hard for a lot of people to come out and say, oh, I'm going to pick apart these. Right. Like, if, okay, let me give you an example. You get about 15 blog posts right now, and they might all be topical. It's probably, unless you're thinking about the strategy ahead of time, you're not going to be able to stitch those together like you would if you would have thought about it ahead of time. But but you're right. You could definitely get and repurpose some stuff and pull things together and create one. But the next step of that is obviously to be creating ebooks on your website so that you can download it. But then the next step on that, I think, and anybody can do this, is to take that ebook, uh, ebook and spin it up into a Kindle, right? Make yourself an Amazon author. All of a sudden, now you're working on your branding because you're, pub- you're a published offer up on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And there's a very, really cool little hack on Amazon where you become your own Amazon, um, you get your own Amazon author page which they then allow you to put your blog feed in, which pulls up links from your website. Huge. You get some pretty powerful backlinks by being able to pull up. That's, not, that's a little bit of a hack. It's not a silver bullet, but it's a very powerful a bonus by doing this. Then the next step of that, what we've been doing is you take for our, you know, this is for me and also for the clients that we do, is you take that Kindle ebook and now you're an author. You've got something to spin up and actually start approaching other podcasts to get on their show. Now we're talking because I didn't, I didn't I wasn't on my first podcast until earlier this year. And I did it the beginning because I was like, well, this is a really great way to get a backlink to spend 20 minutes on somebody and have them do all the work. Then all of a sudden, the first one I did, I was like, holy cow, all these <laughs> benefits started falling out of the sky. Not to mention I made like an extra hundred thousand last year just because people, a couple few people, you know, and hired us. That really wasn't why that was a nice like bonus. And it's still kind of happening uh, now to this day, but I've been over 50 podcasts. But what, what's what's been happening is all the things that you benefit from it, right? It's like, if you th- think about this, Chris, if I were to come up to you today and say, hey, Chris, will you, I want to do an influencer marketing package. Will you write up an epic piece of content for me and put it on your site, right? Will you create a custom graphic for me? Will you publish me on your website? Will you promote this content through your trusted, you know, through your subscribers and your trusted social media. If you were to approach like a a bona fide influencer with that and present it that way, they would probably come up with a proposal and it would probably be worth thousands and thousands of dollars, right? Right, I mean, think about something that just has a sponsorship, but you hack your way into some podcasts and then you kind of snowball yourself up in terms of caliber. All of a sudden, you're building up your personal authority. You're getting killer backlinks back to your website. And you're getting these influencers and micro-influencers to say you're an expert. You know what I mean? Right. It's just killer. And I've been getting tons of traffic. The only thing that, I, that I've done on this piece of that strategy, and again, we're getting back to your one or two, three things, right? Yes. Um, the third thing I was going to say that also comes out of this, it's been one of these deals where I was like, holy cow, is – I think the best thing that any of us can do for ourselves or our businesses is to get other people say you're great on on review sites. Right. Google, LinkedIn, all this kind of thing. So one of the things that I've been doing where I've garnered another 50 Google reviews is after every podcast that I've been on and if I've really brought it, 
I've been telling people, here's my review funnel. Would you mind re- giving me a, a review in terms of the value and the knowledge I was a guest on your show? Almost every of them, every one of them has given me a review. Some of them have been up on LinkedIn. Some of them have been up on Google+. Plus. So just getting those reviews and then repurposing them onto my website and then using those reviews again as part of the outreach to get on bigger and better shows, it's just been kill. I mean, it's one of these things where I couldn't wait to be on your show because I, this is like – the I've been doing this for 12 years, have never had a hack or a content marketing technique that has brought me this much ROI for this little effort. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy sitting on talking with you for 20 minutes. You're going to do all the work and I'm going to leverage the, the <laughs> I'm going to leverage right. the network and the credibility and the branding that you've been building for years. Right. Just and that's because huge. I was able to just, That's oh, huge. huge. And and you know when I when I first started getting started online, you know, we're talking January 2010 so eight you know eight plus years one of the first things that i did was i started a podcast because i was no newbie entrepreneur i was already you know i already had a seven-figure business at that battle heart yeah but i was a newbie online entrepreneur and so i would be looking at guys like you know chris brogan and those kind of guys who were leading the way still leading the way um and I was saying, I said, well, these are the guys I need to learn from. John Jantz, perfect example. I, I was stalking John for years before <laughs> I started using, you know, before I started using the internet for stuff other than email and cat videos. You know what I mean? So it just, right. you know, and John, I, I mentioned that to John actually in London. And he said to me, man, you're making me feel real old. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, but, but like very seriously, I started the show for my own selfish bloody reasons because I figured, you know what? These guys have figured it out. They know if they go on somebody's show, they're going to get in touch of an, you know, get 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 in front of an audience that they've never been in front of before. This is a great way to be able to ultimately get free consulting from these experts. So I would have them come on for the show, thirty minutes or so, whatever it was, and I'd pick their brains like mad, just like I'm picking yours now. I'm still doing it eight years later because it works. I get to learn lots. My team, who then goes ahead and re- edits the show and and sometimes transcribes it for one reason or another, what do you think we're going to do with all this stuff? I mean, we're going to take action on it. We take action on everything that we have on the show ourselves, just like our audience does. So I can completely understand where you're coming from. It makes total sense from anyone selling anything to any market that, you know, they, they get out there and they leverage what they can. And trust me, any I mean, I like anybody can do this. Literally, I didn't build my first website until I was 35 years old, Microfrost front page. I'm not a coder. I'm not a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. I came in and basically kind of try and find ways to shortcut my way into, into things. And I'm doing stuff, I think, the right way. But, I mean, we all want to get to the path that we want to be, you know, go to the goal as fast as we can. And there are ways you can do this. And this method of working on your website, coming with a blog strategy, and trying to roll that into a guesting campaign. Because, I mean, podcast, it was hot when John started doing it, and then it kind of died off. The last three or four years, it's just been on fire. Yep. Never going to change because this is the way a lot of you know, the newer generations are consuming you know, content. I'm going to give you another hack piece of it right now is that I've been taking – when you mentioned transcription – a lot of the shows that I've been on, they only put show notes on, which is great, but they don't transcribe it. So I've been asking people, look, at my own cost, do you mind if I transcribe it, spin that up onto a blog post on my site? I'll give you a link back. And I'm getting these long form six to 8,000 word um, posts. That I, I, I dress them up. I edit them a little bit. I'll put subtitles and I'll put you know some nice pictures and things up so they come up like a, a – and I'm getting those pages 
from the content that's not used because people didn't transcribe it. They're getting more benefit from me because I'm reciprocating, but they're starting to rank. I did one on uh, for this one um, WP chick earlier this year. It's an 8,000-word transcription that turned into a blog post. It ranks, I think, number one for the SEO benefits of podcasting just, mm-hmm. just because it's a long-form type thing. And it was, it was repurposed content that she was never going to use. Right. So again, it just comes out from this one thing. And you know, pot, we, we started this um, service called Podcast Bookers. I actually did it with John, but this is something anybody can do out. I mean, if you go through this, you know, your website and you go through a blogging strategy and you commit to an ebook and turning a Kindle and, and because people don't know, everybody expects you to be able, when you go to a show, to have something to pitch. So it's a book or something. But having that, I think, launchable piece of content through something where you can approach somebody and say, hey, they don't necessarily know it's a Kindle or what it is, but it sure. makes it look like you, you've you got something to promote and a more attractive guest. And again, you might have to be going to these newer um, newer podcasts like I started out on, but so what? A lot of them are established, and this type of a strategy is totally a gra- – is like a, um, a town hall campaign. Mm-hmm. You know, people get into it and they're thinking like – I'm going to get on Chris Ducker's podcast on day one. No, you might not ever get on a home run podcast. It doesn't matter. When you when you pile up 50 podcasts, and it doesn't matter if they have 50 listeners or 500, that's a lot of trusted people. To, and it only takes one, right? And and the other thing that I'll say about this this is um, I like to take the podcasts that I've, that I've been on and embed the, um, co- the, the actual podcast on my website. Sure. And the reason I do that, this is another hack is that a lot of SEO experts are going to tell you, including myself, that one of the most important on-page racking factors that we have today is something called dwell time. It's not bounce rate where somebody lands on your website and then jumps off. That was kind of an old school thing that people misinterpreted. It's how long do people stay on your website. And when you have a podcast, and this is why podcast sites tend to have better domain authority and better inbound links and rank better, is because people stay on those pages longer. Now, a lot of them are consuming this on on uh, iTunes and third-party places, but a lot of them are coming to your website and they're they clicking sure on are. that play. Yeah, they and sure And they're staying are. on it for a long time. Huge quality signal to Google, right? A lot more authority for your website. So it's another kind of a hack to get on there. Another reason, like, I'm kicking myself now. I just launched my own podcast this week, but I was like, gosh, I've been on over 50 podcasts. Those people are all consumers. If I would have had my own earlier this year, I probably could have picked up who knows, hundreds of you know people that would have liked what I had to say versus starting right now. So now it's kind of like, you know, you can't do everything at once, right? But no. those are my hacks, man. Work on your website, get a blogging strategy, do it strategically, work on your um, reputation management, and you can do that through your own guesting campaign. Um, and then take advantage of guesting, man. Everybody in your group, this is going to resonate with a few people. You, this is the fastest hack to influence an authority that most of us can get at because we're not just going to like go out there and get this critical mass of authority just because we've got you know great blog posts. A lot of us are going to have to find our way to you know to kind of hack our way in, and um, that's how I'm doing. It's working, man. Yeah, well, it certainly is. I mean, I I I you know give you a virtual high five and and you know a, a hat tip for all the growth that you've experienced from from you know very simple strategies that as you clearly point out anybody can take advantage of them it's just about taking the action and we're all about that here at Upener fm as you guys tuning in know you take the action good things happen uh, phil thanks for coming on i really appreciate it obviously we could have gone on for hours on this topic but you know what i really want everyone to do is to understand and appreciate the fact that um 
you know, SEO is not going to go anywhere. It's going to continue to evolve. I'm no expert in it, which is exactly why I bring people like Phil Singleton onto the show to share their expertise with you. Phil, thanks again, man, for coming on. I appreciate you. Super, super. My pleasure, man. I'm so I'm just I'm still giddy that I had a chance to be on your show. <laughs> Something I've been listening to for a while. And I told you, it's, it's the only show that I that I've, I've listened to that I actually can quote from. So that's cool. thanks again. That's cool. No, it's all our pleasure for you guys tuning in. Find out a little bit more about Phil SEO for growth and everything else that he does over on the show notes. ChrisDucker.com forward slash episode 284. I'll be back at you again next week. Until then, take good care. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love for you to check out the Youpreneur Mastermind Community. It's the go-to resource for everyone wanting to build a profitable, future-proof business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. So whether you're just starting out or if you've been working hard on your personal brand and building your online platform for a while, the Youpreneur Mastermind Community can help you take everything you've been doing to the next level. With lots of training, live mastermind calls, and thriving community forums where you can get the feedback, advice, and more energy and encouragement than you'll know what to do with, the Youpreneur Mastermind community is the perfect place for anyone wanting to learn how to build, market, and monetize their personal brand. For more info and to get started on your new Youpreneur journey, head over to youpreneur.com today. I'll see you on the inside.